Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a world where power and skill collide. For an instant, a friend can become your mortal enemy. You have entered the world of arm wrestling. Only one will stand victorious. With your host, Craig Subler on AWNR.us. Show begins now. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. I'm your host, Craig Subelair, and we're back after a week off and uh, to bring you the exciting show. Talk about some, you know, some great, uh, great things that's been going on in the last couple weeks. Also. Uh, we got a great guest tonight, a uh, good friend of mine, David Owens, will be joining us, the Scorpion, and uh, talking about what's going on uh, since he's moved to Tennessee with the world of arm wrestling. Those guys are doing some great things up there, um, so I'm real excited about having David back on the show. Um, like I said, back again, busy. Last week, I was uh, in Gainesville for uh, training, <clears throat> and... Um, Got a certification with the, my job. Well, actually, it's just another um, uh, per, part of my job. Now, I can be, I'm a peer sp- uh, specialist, which I can do some counseling and help people outside of uh, when they get out of the uh, CSU unit where I work. Um, but, you know, even better, uh, just getting these um, certifications because uh, Sarah and I are uh, planning on opening up a, a halfway house. Um, you know, recovery place center uh, this year, hopefully in the spring of 2016. So a lot of great things are happening. A lot of great things are happening. Arm wrestling uh, tomorrow night, Channel 7. Uh, before I get into that, you know, it's funny, like, going to Gainesville, I I, um, I like going to different gyms, and it's funny. I, I went to uh, this um, Gainesville Health and Fitness Center, I think it was called, and, you know, you see all these Planet Fitness commercials, like, with these people saying, oh, no judgment, we don't want any musclehead people in there, because, you know, for some reason, people have this impression that people that work out, with that have any size, or that are in shape, are going to, like, be rude or mean to, uh, to like, new new customers, which is funny, because I've been training you know, in gyms, well, I've been training for 32 years in gyms for 30 of the training. And, you know, I've never, never really seen that happen. I mean, you see guys throwing weights around or whatever, but you're going to have that, you know, anywhere. But, um, what I find funny is like when I was in the gym, I don't know my way around there. So I go into the section of the gym and, uh, you know, there's a couple trainers in there, these female trainers and this lady is like looking at her phone and she's like, can I help you? And I'm like, uh, I guess I can't be in this room. And she's like, no, you can't. And I'm like, I'm just, it makes me laugh. Like, I have, the, I get the opposite effect because well, people will see me in the gym and they'll be like, you know, this guy, 
must be a dick and they have to be rude to me. Other trainers, that's, you know. But my thing is, is it would be nice to have people be friendly <laughs> and just say, hey, sir, I know you're not a member here, but uh, this is strictly for uh, trainers and clients. But it's just, it's just funny, the stigma that uh, people might have of, uh, you know, a guy with tattoos and a beard and, you know, a little bit of muscle. So it's just funny. But it's great gym. If you're ever in Gainesville, I would check it out. Um, great uh, great equipment. I got to train on some different stuff. So uh, that being said, uh, getting back to what I was saying, this Thursday, tomorrow night, 8 p.m., Channel 7 here on Bright House. I'm not sure if it's the same up in Orlando or what. But um, anyway, Florida guys listening out there. Um, we had uh, WUCF come down for the Battle of the Beach 3. Uh, little tournaments, practice, super match, whatever you want to call it. And uh, they did a little documentary on uh, all of us, really. I mean, they you know, got some footage of me training in the dungeon and you know, a little bit of interviews, me, Chris Chandler, and a couple of the other local arm wrestlers. So that'll be on television. That's like PBS here in Florida. The show's called One Central Florida. So uh, once that gets out on their YouTube channel, I'll post that on our Facebook. Uh, so that's kind of exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing how the uh, cinematography was done on that and uh, how stupid I look on TV. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so that's going to be cool. We got a tournament this weekend supporting, if you're in Florida, uh, Powerhouse Florida States this Saturday, Bay Area Renaissance Festival. That's uh, 11, 11 315 North 46th Street in Tampa. Uh, check out Anthony Leterio's Facebook for more information. Um, I'll post a flyer tonight on our Facebook, and uh, that's exciting. And also, we just had an announcement that the WAL Florida qualifier will be February 20th in Oviedo, Florida, uh, Froggers. Um, and I'll get the address for you guys um, either tonight or the next couple shows we have. So uh, looking forward to, uh, to our guests. Uh, we'll be back right after a word from our sponsor, with David Owens. The Gully Grip is a free-rolling handle that inevitably causes more stability in your wrist than any other grip on the market. It's also much more accessible to any cable system, allowing more progressive overloading movements, producing a higher outcome in overall strength in not only your shoulder girdle, but also those muscle groups important for arm wrestling. Visit GullyGrip.com. That's G-U-L-L-E-Y Grip.com. Apply your strength. Country Crush, baby. The handles are made of polymer plastic that sits freely over a shaft, causing a free spinning motion. The frame is constructed of a high-grade steel and made here in the USA. The handle, while you can work many different exercises, was designed to challenge your hand strength. Focusing on overall arm strength, adding a balance and stability to your workout. By adding rolling handles, the Country Crush allows the user to work many different movements. Not easily done by similar handles, and by closing your wrists off at the end of each movement, you work your wrist and strengthen it at the same time country crush baby what are you waiting for get in the game if you ain't training with the country crush then you ain't training check out www.countrycrush.net now 
All right, guys, welcome back to the show, and I want to welcome our guest this evening, the Scorpion, David Owens. What's up, David? How you doing tonight? What's going on, Craig? Not much, man. Long time. We haven't talked in a while. I mean, besides Facebook, I uh, haven't seen you since, uh, I think it was UAL5. We got to sit down and have breakfast and uh, talk a little bit about what was going on. I was kind of still really fresh uh into arm wrestling then. I think that was my first big uh, big event. So uh, you moved. What's been uh, new with you, man? What's How's training going? Oh, it's going good, man. Everything's new with me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, fa- the family and I, uh, we, we moved back out to Tennessee. We lived out here. Well, I lived here for 10 years, and I met my wife out here. But uh, we, we went back out to California for four years to try it out there. It's just super expensive cost of living and everything yeah. so uh, uh luckily uh i got a good job and my work moved me back out here so they paid for me to transfer out here and uh so we've been doing really good since then bought a house and everything just trying to get settled in awesome man that's awesome to hear uh how's uh how's the lifting how's the training been going i mean what what have you been doing as far as uh the arm wrestling being oh it's going good man uh so i I used to do the whole gym thing, and, uh, of course, where I'm at now, I'm about 25 minutes away from any kind of gym around here. Mm-hmm. So it's going into town and coming back, picking the kids up, all that. It's just too much to have to go back and forth. So, um, I, you know, I got into – I've been talking to Herman Stevens and uh, following a little bit of what uh, Todd Zilla does. I, I do a lot of band work uh, basically in the house pretty much every day. Um, so, you know, I do my rehab stuff on the bands, I do my heavy work on the bands, and I basically just go by how I feel that day. But I do I do pretty much every kind of pressure you can do, um, and then I'll switch up the handles and stuff like that. But I basically do band stuff every day, and it seems to be working. So, Awesome. You know, and that's one of the things, man, people, you know, should realize that. That's why I kind of built a gym downstairs in my apartment, because it's like, it's so hard to always get to a gym, and, and sometimes, like, you're, you know, with our kind of training, it's so different from gym training. It's just like, so it's nice to be able to to go downstairs. Like, just before the show, I went downstairs, did a little side pressure and back pressure for like 20 minutes, and then, you know, shower off, eat, and, you know, go on with my day. Like you said, when you're busy like that, it's hard to, you know, drive. You know, you look at 50 minutes of just driving back and forth to the gym and then trying to train. It just, uh, you know, it seems monotonous after a while. Oh, yeah, and, it, and when I was going to the gym, I mean, you'd be rushing to get in 45 minutes to an hour of training, you know, to be able to hit the rest of your day. And now, you know, I, I just pick up, you know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour, whenever I can, and I do, you know, two, sometimes three workouts a day. So I might wake up in the morning. If I open, then I won't because I'm, I'm at work at 5 o'clock in the morning. But typically at night, then I'll do a workout. But if I'm, uh, like, working a mid-shift, I can easily get up in the morning, do a 30-minute, 45-minute workout, and then do another one that night. And I never would have thought about doing anything like that until I started with the bands. And not every workout is, you know, 100% going as hard as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that is, you know, uh, lots of reps on the bands, just trying to get blood in there and, you know, get get everything warmed up and everything like that, try to get healed up as fast as I can so I can do a max effort day. Mm-hmm. Now, and what then do you I do? that in, obviously, with practice, too. So. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, do you treat the practice like a max effort day, or do you, like, what's what's your philosophy on that? Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I do a lot of uh, coaching in practice, 
but I try to get mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, some of the bigger guys and, and at least get a few really good hard pulls in there. But, you know, we don't we don't go to practice and, like, try to pin each other and stuff like that. We're really mm-hmm. focused on getting in some different areas and pulling as hard as we can for as long as we can, you know, to try to get stronger. So we we got a yeah. really good group of guys that we're building up over here in Dixon, Tennessee, and uh, and uh, we, we started a couple new things out here. Uh, that One was we started doing Tuesday night arm wrestling. So basically when we started, we were just going to start having practice on Tuesday nights every other week um so we got a bunch of guys in there and and the idea was at first we'll, we'll do a practice and we'll have each one will have a couple super matches um so we did that for you know the first uh month or whatever and then we started getting more and more people in um so i started this ranking system based on the super matches it's called the ladder so mm-hmm. it's an in-house rank it's an in-house ranking system where uh basically it, it has nothing to do with weight class. It just puts you next to the guys that are closest to you. And so what we do, try to do is set these guys up with uh, matches that are going to be good matches uh, to make them work and allow them to use the stuff that we're teaching them on the table because whenever the match is a mismatch, it's very difficult uh, for people. You don't have time. I mean, you're you're not thinking about anything. You're either smoking somebody or you're getting smoked. And, yeah. uh with, with this format, it puts people a little bit closer, and you can see, uh, you know, just as long as we've been doing it, you can see some of the people start to just move up slowly. If they're pulling the people that are at their level, uh, they're they're in good matches all the time. You know what I mean? They, they may not be beating people fast, but they're having good wars with people and stuff like that, and that's kind of what we want. So, And then the other thing that I noticed as we kept doing it is uh, we get more and more people you know, we've probably got about seven really new guys, like really green, just like right out of the gates, like this is time doing anything. Um, mm-hmm. And then we've got a lot of amateur guys, and we've got a few pros. So it's a good mix. Like, So really, you look at the ladder. We have 24 people on it right now. There's a lot of guys that come to our practices that haven't got on there yet because they just haven't got a match or whatever, But because um, we only put you on there if you get a match. So we got specific rules to how you get on there. And then all matches are three out of five, so there's no fluke wins. You may get a fluke win on somebody, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things because the ranking is based on super matches or based on the challenge match format. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. I mean, that is awesome. people coming back. Yeah, man. That, That's awesome. It's exciting. Uh, tell our listeners how um, you were saying that you got, you got kind of a, a way that, you know, how you get into getting on the ladder itself. Like what, what's the, what's the qualification as far as, you know, getting a match on there. Right. So, so basically anybody can challenge somebody on the ladder, but to get on the ladder, you have to be in house. That means you got to come to the place where we practice. Um, and to get on the ladder, you got to get a super match with somebody and, and either you beat them and you go to wherever they were on the ladder, you go right above them and everybody else shuffles down. Or okay. if you lose, you go to the very bottom, and that's where you start. Um, so there are some people at the bottom of the ladder that potentially could be, you know, more around the middle, uh, but they just haven't pulled the right people yet. So, you know, and then uh, as far as – so you get one match, you get on the ladder. Uh, we do, like, a quarterly uh, system where – so your activity is based on a quarter. So, you know, we give you three months. We don't expect everybody to be there every time, 
so we make the matches happen that we can make happen, and we're actually starting to have to limit them to uh, 10 matches per practice just because it was taking up so much of our practice time to get the matches done. This last one, the last one I think we ran 14 matches, and then we did uh, practice, and then we did um, king of the table at the end. (laughs) So, I mean, we we really squeezed a lot of stuff in there. But it it allows you to, every couple weeks, uh, if you want to, take a match, pull a match under, and we use WAL rules because uh, for a couple reasons. I think they're the best as far as setting people up. Mm-hmm. I think they're really, if you do it correctly and you have a ref that's paying attention and watching, they're the best as far as being fair to both people. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. far as uh, the set grip goes and stuff like that. Um, so there's just a lot of really good things come out of them. Plus it makes it flow really fast. You go up there, set grip, no messing around. The worst mm-hmm. that happens is you slip and go to the straps and we got to set you up once. Um, but, you know, strict with the rules, but never had a foul out. We haven't had one foul out since we started doing this. We ran a tournament um, at the beginning of January, the Strike Zone Challenge 4, um, and we never had a foul out the whole tournament. So wow. you're running whole tournaments without ever fouling anybody out, which, you know, as long as I've been in arm wrestling, yeah. um, you know, I mean, I've been watching them foul out left and right, and nobody mm-hmm. wants to nobody wants to lose like that. Nobody no. wants to win like that. And if you're watching, you don't want to watch people win that way. So um, uh, we use the WL rules, and it's working really well. Um, but you know, the, the thing is, the the ladder is really what kind of keeps people coming back, and they come back to learn. They want to learn so they can beat the guy that just beat them on the ladder. They, you know, they they look for little stuff. Well, what can I do against this? And we'll teach them, and then the next time they may come back and beat that guy. And then we're mm-hmm. teaching the other guy. But, you know, we've got about uh, six or seven pros that have been doing it for a long time. So we got lots of people that can train and stuff like that. So, And then we're now just starting to get into women showing up to practice. So we're thinking about adding on a women's ladder, and that will bring even more people. But oh, wow. so my goal is to, by the end of the year, um, have this place. This is in Dixon, Tennessee, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and my goal is to, by the end of the year, have at least 40, 50 people showing up to these things uh, wow. every other Tuesday night. You know what I mean? And now yeah, I want to yeah. get people in there to watch. I want to get people in there to pull uh, everything. And this thing is just blowing up. So, I mean, we've only been doing it for a couple months, and we're, you know, about halfway there. So, I mean, we're doing, like, this last one, I think we had 20 – 20-something people, somewhere around 21, 22, something like that. And the thing is, about about half the people that are on the list weren't there because, you know, either weather or they just couldn't make it because of work and stuff like that. So not everybody's going to make it every time, but the idea is to grow it big enough so all of these tournaments around here and any tournaments that they would want to go to, you now have a place where you can build arm wrestlers, train them, uh, even the novice guys get them to where they're trained before they ever go into a tournament. So when they get there, they're not going to uh, be as worried about hurting themselves and stuff like that. So that's that's something that we put a lot of emphasis in. You know, thankfully we didn't have nobody hurt at the strike zone challenge. Um, and then at this one, ever since we've been doing this, we've never had an injury. We watch them real closely. Um, and a lot of these guys are novice. You know, some of them are amateur, but there's we got several novice guys that are just fairly green and and they're all picking it up fast because they're getting the information and they're and they're uh using it you know what i mean they're they're going up against people that they can actually use it against so it's it's awesome man i 
That is the. No, it sounds awesome. And if you guys just joined us, we're talking to David Owens. Uh, we got uh So you said, David, it's uh, every um, second Tuesday you guys do this? Yeah, we do it every other Tuesday. So we did one last night, um, which is pretty awesome. I think we had the most matches we've ever had, and we're going to have to dial it back. We had 14, I think, last night. And wow. then uh, we have another one. The next one will be uh, February 16th. That's a Tuesday, and we run them from 6 to 8. Um, you know, like last night we had three tables. We're working on getting some people with some more tables down there because eventually that's that's going to come into a problem when we have so many people that, uh, you know, we got more people standing around than arm wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, make, make sure we get enough tables up there so everybody can get, you know, a good amount of practice time and learn and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, the, the whole thing with the challenge matches has been awesome. It's been a great – you know, we've had people – that haven't even pulled on the ladder that are saying, man, I can't wait to climb that ladder. I'm, I want to go out there. I want to challenge those guys. Um, you know, we got Jason Goley that's in Murfreesboro, um, and he comes down and pulls with us sometimes, but he works a lot on Tuesdays. So um, he's actually thinking of starting one up out his direction, uh, sort of the same thing. So, um, awesome. you know, we're, we're, we're looking at just trying to blow it up. You know what I mean? It's get as many people involved as possible, teach them the right way. Uh, teach them how to, you know, play as safe as possible, and and get them fired up about arm wrestling, so we can feed all these little tournaments around here. You know, the goal. I I look around at some of these other sports. You know, you look at football, you look at softball, all these other things you can do on a local level. You know what I mean? That's that's what they all have in common. So arm wrestling doesn't really have that. You can't just go locally somewhere and do it um without having to travel every couple months to a tournament or whatever and, and spend a lot of money doing it. So this is a way these people can come in, uh, they can get trained, they can pull, it's free. They're, we don't charge them anything. You come in, uh it's at a bar, so hopefully, you know, they buy some beers or whatever from the bar. The luckily the venue they don't charge us nothing for being there because we're bringing people in. So mm-hmm. um you know it's a it's a pretty cool thing that's been that's been working out pretty great so far. Well, it's, it sounds like an awesome idea, man, and, and it's cool that Gully's going to pick it up, maybe do it over where he's at, because, I mean, that's a great way, too, to get into that kind of, in that tournament feeling, you know, practice your ready goes, be in that situation uh-huh. where you're really pulling, because that's, uh, I find a lot of practice that I've been at, you know, unless you're close to an event, you, you kind of forget about, you know, training that ready go and stuff. And, and it's nice to be able to do that. I mean, I, I appreciate you guys sharing the videos. It looks pretty exciting, you know, watching some of those matches. I was watching, uh, I think, Jeff James and um, forget who he was pulling last night, but uh, they had a great match. It looked awesome. So, um, oh, yeah, I think you know, it's Brock Tokish, I believe. Yes, you know. that's right, Brock, yeah. So, uh you know, I think that's a, a cool idea. You kind of said uh, earlier when you were talking about how you're setting this up that you kind of are taking a coach's role. I mean, how, how has that been for you? I mean, being able to teach some of these guys that are just coming in the sport, um, you know, get them hooked on this great, great sport of arm wrestling. Uh, well, <laughs> it's fairly normal, I guess. Um, so when, when I first came out to Tennessee, um, you know, originally – I had uh, started PAA as uh, I was going to do just a bunch of local novice tournaments around here. And, uh, you know, luckily we got uh, a bunch of really awesome guys, our core group of guys that most of them still with us. Um, and 
that has been what's kind of carried us through this whole thing. When I left and went out to California, uh, Jason Goley, Jeff James, James Work, all these guys, you know, took a little bit of the work and did some great things, and they did a bunch of awesome stuff while I was gone. So, you know, I definitely can't take all the credit. Um, a lot of these guys that are coming to practice now, some of them I met when I came back, you know what I mean? But um, as far as the coaching goes, so I was doing it back then, um, you know, I, I've always been uh, pretty, I, I guess, obsessed with the technical side of the sport. So I love mm-hmm. just trying to dissect an opponent and, and figure out where his weakness is and stuff like that. Um, and so when I'm teaching these guys, obviously the first thing is for the first, you know, six months or so, I'm really just watching how their form is and keeping them safe. And and after that, um, the whole time I'm teaching different things, little techniques and stuff like that. But after that, you kind of feel more comfortable to, you know, back off and let them loose a little bit. But, um, I, you know, I love it. It's, it's something that it, I did kind of the same thing in California. I held a few tournaments out there. We got some practices going. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I, I like bringing in uh, – new people and i think the way to get them to stay is by teaching them you know what i mean teaching them the right yeah, way yeah. and no, absolutely and, uh, you know i love doing that so it definitely doesn't bother me at all and sometimes i get so into teaching i'll be you know every five minutes i got a different person going hey man can you show me this hey can you show me that or if i see one kind of standing around not um you know maybe they're not comfortable enough to just jump up to the table i'll pull them over there with me and start working with them a little bit. So um, I got to make sure that by the end of the day, I've gotten my practice in and stuff like that. So yeah, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll grab a hold of one of the big boys and let them throw me around a little bit. So <laughs> now, um, you, you know, talking earlier, like you were saying about the setup, you like the WAO uh, setup, and then you know, it kind of said about you know, it can be fair when it's reft right. Now, you know just kind of want to segue into like you know i've been seeing a lot of different setups with the wal and and it's kind of confusing you see some tournaments the the webbing's you know not in line they're raising people's hands up i mean what what's your opinion on you know getting that setup correct uh my opinion is that it's very very important so um i don't care what rules we use but the, my biggest thing is, you know, I've reps quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Consistency. It doesn't matter who's at the table, um, just consistency. So whatever the rule is that you stick to it. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here, yep. Okay. Sorry, I got apparently somebody's trying to call it. But anyway, whatever the rule is that you stick to it. So I've had a couple of questions in the last few weeks even about the WAO rules. Um, and so one of those questions was about the level of the hands, right? So mm-hmm. the webbing is even, um, your hands, your, as far as your fingers go, they ha- the rules say they have to be pointed at your opponent, okay? So um, if you take that, you still there, man? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, sorry about that. So sorry, uh, if you take that at face value, what that means is as long as it's pointing somewhere uh, towards your opponent, then you're fine. Uh, not straight up in the air and stuff like that. So sometimes when I watch some of these wall matches um, and the guys, both guys' fingers are pointing straight up in the air, I'm wondering, you know, what's going on because it makes mm-hmm. a difference. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is when you got your fingers pointing straight up in the air, it is almost impossible to close below the knuckle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so 
when I'm wrestling these guys, we, we even, I talked to Bart Wood, and he says he tries to get the hands at the chin, okay? So I did that for the whole tournament. I think it was at uh, the Strike Zone Challenge, and it worked awesome. Now, you know, a few people, because of their styles, they had some complaints about it. And my thought is, as long as you're pointing at your opponent and it's closing below the knuckle, you're good. But I think, that you know, the biggest thing is consistency. Whatever the rules are going to be, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's have that be the rules and let's, you know, be consistent with them all the way across. You know, I know they've had some changes. I understand that they're doing this for TV and stuff like that. They're still working out some bugs. I'm fine with that. But when when it comes to wrestling and the integrity of wrestling, you just need to make sure that it's the same all the way across and that you're calling all the same fouls and all that kind mm-hmm. of Yeah, because, I mean, you know, this week we kind of, you know, I don't know if you were reading the post on Facebook, you know, um, you know, there was kind of some controversy with uh, one of the matches at Dave Chafee's event, and, you know, people were complaining. Well, you know, one of the opponents were complaining about favoritism and stuff like that. I mean, do you see that at all sometimes at tournaments? Do you see referees uh, maybe being a little more favored to a person that's, you know, local? Maybe they train with them. I mean, what's your opinion on, on that aspect of refing? Yeah, I don't. You know, I wouldn't call anybody out as like I've seen him do it. I know he's doing yeah. it. Um, but things happen when you're up there wrestling. You got a million different things going on. Um, if you've never taken on that job for a day, I would encourage everybody to learn how to do it. Take <laughs> yeah. it on one time, and it will give yeah. you a, a whole new respect for the referees. Um, but sometimes you're up there, and uh, and in the heat of the moment, you're trying to get the match started and stuff like that. Things happen. Um, I wouldn't say that anybody's intentionally trying to, you know, give somebody a, a better grip or anything like that. I think the wall, when you do it correctly, it kind of takes out that. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I give fouls. I, I, you know, I'll, we'll set these guys up, and once I get their hands set how they want them, then I go, okay, don't move. And then I go, close your thumbs, close your fingers. If When they close their fingers, if they rise, like if they just point their fingers up instead of the direction they were already pointing, then I foul them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If they if they close their hand and their wrist buckles, I foul them. Um, and we haven't had one foul out yet. So, you know, I, I, I mean, it works. As long as you're throwing them out there and saying, hey, we're not going to tolerate this. Nobody wants to win on fouls or lose on fouls, um, yeah. and they can straighten it out. So, But, you know, I, I'm sure um, there's some of it that maybe does go on. Um you know, I, I would hope that it's not intentional, but yeah. I, I know that some, sometimes you do get some starts that are favorable one way or the other. I think it's mm-hmm. happened to all of us at one point, but yep. you know, I, I sure wouldn't point anybody out and say that that person's, uh, you know, being favorite to somebody yeah. else. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the key point you made is consistency with the setup. You know, you're consistent and everybody gets a, you know, a fair. And I think, you know, the WAL setup definitely is a, a little bit to get used to as far as if like for me, I'm a, I'm a kind of slow off the start. So, uh, um, you know, I just have to work on that and, you know, practice. And that's where I think what you guys are doing is awesome. When you set up these little super matches and you get in that scenario of a real match, it's, uh, it, it really helps, uh, focus on that train. And then you can kind of dissect that at the, uh, at, at the practice after you're done all this stuff. I mean, I think, uh, what you got going on there is a, a pretty uh, pretty smart and exciting to uh, to really make improvements in the sport because, 
you know, like you were saying earlier, you, you guys are there training. You're not really, you know, these super matches gives you an opportunity to go ahead and yank on each other's arms and, you know, see who, you know, who can climb the ladder, so to speak. And then afterwards, it's all about technical practice, getting in positions where you might not feel comfortable at, and then you're able to, uh, to train really and uh, make improvements. So I really like what you're doing, man. I think I uh, hope, uh, hope a lot of people that are listening catch on to, uh, to maybe adding that into their uh, practicing and training. You know, with that being said, I mean, talking about WAL, a lot of big stuff going on, PAL. I mean, what's your whole take on how uh, things are progressing here in 2016 with arm wrestling? We got, you know, motocross, monster sports, I mean, all kinds of exciting stuff going on, A uh, a lot of publicity, a lot of television time. Um, what, what's your opinion on all this excitement that's happening nowadays? Oh, I think it's awesome, man. I, I mean, you know, obviously the WAL is the biggest thing going right now because they're putting out the money to get the top-notch arm wrestlers to come. You know what I mean? So that, that to me, um, you think about the top tournaments of the world, Nimrov and stuff like that, um, A1, these paid out good money and the top arm wrestlers came, um, and that's kind of what Wall's doing. So the prestige is there when you get the top guys there. That's what it's about. Um, I think, you know, that some of what's going to start to happen is you're going to see some of the national events. You know, I wouldn't say that you'd be able to go and there's not going to be one or two guys there, but a lot of these guys, like you got unified this year, is right on top of the WAL tournament, okay? Mm -hmm. So, you can pretty much expect that all the top-notch guys that feel like they have any kind of a shot um, mm-hmm. are going to be at the WAL event. So, Absolutely. You know, you know, and that's not to say that the USAF um, is the qualifier for the world championship. So, you know, hopefully people will come out and support the event. But when mm-hmm. you're looking at drives between that are 14 hours and 20 hours or whatever, and then you have the WAL event that pays money and stuff like that, you know, for the top guys that feel like they have a chance, I think that a majority of them are going to go to those events. Yep. As far as uh, as far as what PL is doing, I love it. I haven't really got to see. I don't know. Are they playing that on TV? I pretty much just saw the stuff that's on Facebook. Yeah, they're, it's uh, it's on. They've been covering it on CBS Sports the the last couple events. So uh, this event, you know, they're doing a pay per view. Which while we're on this subject. If you guys sign up in the next couple of days, you get it for five ninety nine versus fourteen ninety five when uh, when the event's uh, taking place. So if you guys are listening out there and you want to save a few bucks, pre order the PAL uh, Vendetta um, forty five. I do believe it's going to be exciting. There's a lot of exciting matchups in that event too. Um, if you're into the uh, six man or six round super you know super match format, which is kind of branches off a little different from what the WAL is going. But, you know, I want to kind of hit what you said, you know, with – and now AAA is going to be a, also another world qualifier they announced last year at the tournament. And when I was at the tournament, um, you know, last year, like you said, you know, it's two weeks after WAL or week after whatever, you know, all the top guys out there. So, you know, I was saying one time – and I kind of got construed about it because of some people that placed, and, and me being one of them, I, I almost won a national title, but unfortunately I, 
lost on uh, fouls. I fouled out. Speaking of how it sucks to foul out, I, I've uh, I've done that, so it, it's really horrible. But not taking any away from uh, from Rex, who won a great competitor. But um, you know, it's kind of like I hate to say it, but it's almost like it's it's watered down because of all these other events in it, and it kind of it, it, it is kind of sort of frustrating if you want to get a national title and none of the top 10 guys are in your class or, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you're, you're, you know, you're competing against uh, guys maybe at your level or not at the elite level. So it's kind of tough to, uh, to, you know, take that a little bit, you know, seriously. I mean, I love the nationals and I'll be there this year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah I know, you know exactly what you're saying. So, so the whole thing has been this, and it's been this way for a long time. It's just now it's starting to be, um, it's starting to lean more this way. So the whole thing was you go to a nationals, depending on your class, mm-hmm. um, you may have some of the top guys there, or you may not have one guy that is a recognized pro in the class. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's been that way for a long time. I think you're just seeing more of it now. I got you. The top guys are focused on the WAL. So I think you know you had Tim Lewis on a few weeks back, and he hit yep. it right on the head. Yep. It's not about um, the title. It you know it, it's great to be able to say you're a national title. I guess sponsors love it, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, but 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 realistically, uh, the people that are in arm wrestling and the people that know about arm wrestling yeah. know. That it, it's uh, not the title you won, it's just who you beat uh, to get it, you know what I mean? And it doesn't matter if it's for a title or not. You you put that name under you, and that's, you know, forever. You got that big win, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I have yeah. people, people come uh, to the tournament this past month, um, or actually it's what was it, the beginning of January, so, um, and be like, man, I, I've watched all your videos, all this kind of stuff, and that's awesome, and and. And they are excited because I've pulled, you know, Luke Kent and Alan Fisher mm-hmm. and all of these guys. Now, I didn't beat Luke Kent or Alan Fisher, but I got wins over a lot of legit people. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is they see you competing at this high level, and they know what these guys are doing, and that's amazing to these people. Yep. You know what I mean? So no, absolutely. I, I, love that, I love that people get fired up about it, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. As far as uh, you were talking about the WAL with the – um, the motocross, I, I think mm-hmm. anything that they're doing just to get people to see that arm wrestling is a, a legit sport um, mm-hmm. is a good thing. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, um, you know, what that's going to do for us in terms of, you know, is that going to get us any sponsors down the road or anything like that? But I think that it's a positive thing because you're getting it in front of a big audience, you know what I mean? And hopefully some of those people go and research it and want to get involved or whatever, but... Um, you know, I think any of that publicity, even, you know, you got, you think about stop sign, what he's doing. I know a lot of people yeah. don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, you know. It, hey, man, it gets the views. Dude, I'm telling you, this guy <laughs> goes out there and acts like a complete nut, and he gets hundreds, hundreds of thousands of, of views, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, um, man. And, and, it, and if you know the guy in person, um, mm-hmm. he's not a bad guy, but this is the way that he's pretty much acts all the time. He, he jokes around a lot, you know what I mean? He's just, that's, that's just the way that he is, you know what I mean? So, and, oh. and he's, he's over the top. He is. That's mm-hmm. what he's over the top. But yeah. he's getting the views and he's bringing people into the discussion that never would have been 
you know, involved otherwise. You know what I mean? No, so, absolutely. And I, other I other it, other it, websites are, good. and it's funny too because other other websites and other you know social medias are picking up those videos, and there's another million views here, and people are talking yeah. about arm wrestling. And if it's a little negative yeah. or positive, whatever, but they're talking about arm wrestling, and and people the next time they're maybe at a bar somewhere, there's a tournament going on. They'll be like, Hey, I remember this crazy guy with the red hat smacking the table and yelling and screaming. And, Oh, this is what the sport's like. And then it kind of gets them in there and they can look at it and go, wow, it's pretty cool. Like, so, you know, I'm, I'm all for whatever it is, man. You know, it's great too. You got guys like Scott Mendelson coming into the sport, power lifter, world champion. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you know, he's got a great following. So you got these powerlifter guys checking out the sport and people that follow oh, him to. now checking out the sport. So, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big social media guy looking at that stuff. Cause I'm like, wow, they got, you know, a hundred thousand views on this training video. Now they're in the sport. It's just promoting the whole sport and, and, and making it so much better out there so that people can actually see it. And like you said, Maybe some sponsorship will come out of it. Maybe some more prize money. I mean, whatever. But the bottom line is, what I like the most about it is that people can really see that we train hard and it's a sport. And it's a very, very well-rounded sport at that. I mean, it's just all aspects of things. You got to be smart. You got to be strong. You got to be technical. You got to have cardio. You got to be in shape, you know, and, and that's the thing. Um, a lot of people get that stigma away from, oh, it's just two guys in over the top drinking motor oil and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. you know, constantly, constantly, constantly that stigma. Now it gets to show the world out there that, hey, man, these guys train. Because I'll tell you, when Game of Arms first came out and I'd go to the gym and people knew, you know, that I arm wrestled whatever, they were like, wow, I can't believe they do all these different lifts with their hands and grip and they train and they're eating and they're going to tournaments and, they're, you know, doing all this while they work a full-time job, yeah. you know, and right. like we had Nick Zena on last week talking about just like you basically training in his garage, training at home because family work and, you know, and those guys balance that in and it's just awesome to, to see that and it's inspiring and I think the normal guy that's sitting on the couch gets to see that stuff. He can relate to it a little bit better than a, a LeBron James or, you know, uh, some professional football player out there that's just in a league of its own. This gives him an opportunity oh. to go, hey, this is really cool. This guy's working his ass off, training and competing, and he's, you know, one of the great guys in the sport or whatever, you know, and it's just I think it's amazing all around. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Dave, what's going on with you? What's what's next for you as far as tournaments? You got any events that you have planned? You know, talking about WAL, is that something on the radar for you? Or do you guys got some events coming up in Tennessee? Tell our listeners what's going on. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of up in the air right now. Um, so I know the the next thing that I've got going is uh, TWA uh, has a tournament coming up, and that's going to be uh, in Clarksville, Tennessee, uh, April. 14th through the 16th, they're doing a Sunday night, or it's Friday night uh, and Saturday, and then they're doing novice, amateur, and pro. Last year they had 197 entries at this event, the Rivers and Spears uh, okay. 2016 arm wrestling tournament. Um, so I'm definitely going to that. I'm probably going to help out a little bit, and I'll be pulling uh, hopefully in the 176 class if I can get my uh, fat butt in gear, but um, you, you know, either way, I'll either pull that or I'll just pull the 198, whatever. But 
Um, should be a good tournament. Um, looking to be one of the biggest tournaments in Tennessee for sure. Um, as we build this thing up and get more and more people going, we're just going to be able to feed these novice and amateur, and eventually we'll be able to feed the pro events too. But you know, hopefully we get a lot of guys from out of state. I think they got one super match already set up. If I'm not mistaken between uh, Jeff James and uh, Stump Burton. So okay. uh, that that should be a good one. Uh, we'll mm. see how it goes. Jeff Jeff's definitely got a definitely got a full plate in front of him. So. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's a good matchup. Yeah, that, man. I'm just uh, really right now. I'm just focused on uh, Tuesday night arm wrestling, uh, getting people into it, and you know trying to keep them involved and stuff like that. As far as WAL, I'd love to go to the uh, to the WAL tournament. I heard that they were talking about having it in Nashville. If that happens, then I will probably go one way or another. Um, but you know, I don't know if you know, on the timeline. I don't know for sure if I'll get down to 165 or not, so it may just be going to have fun, but, uh, you know, otherwise, I'm probably not going to do too much traveling this year, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to focus on getting some stuff done uh, around here and and taking care of some business, and then next year, I'll probably hit it hard and heavy. I'm training. I've been training every day, so I'm going to try to uh, climb to the top of this ladder with all these 250-pound guys, and then... Uh, <laughs> And then I'll try to come after the 165 guys at the WAL. So. Well, that's but, awesome. Uh, I'm probably next year for that. But, if, you know, if they come to Nashville, then I'm going. I'm, you know, I mean, that's too close to home. So. Well, David, man, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Always a pleasure to talk to you and get caught up with you, man. I want to thank you once again for uh, for doing what you're doing for the sport of arm wrestling, man. It's awesome what you're doing out there. And uh, I just want to thank you for taking the time out, coming on the show. And I wish you the best of luck this year, brother. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I just want to say real quick, if anybody out there has ideas about trying to get something like this started, uh, you know, a local practice or whatever to bring people in, uh, they can hit me up on Facebook. Just look up David Owens. They can go to TAA Arm Wrestling on Facebook. And Jeff or uh, James Work posts all of our stuff there. He posts all the videos uh, so they can get, get in touch with me that way. I'd be happy to help out, give them any information that I can. Um, it's a it's an awesome thing that keeps people motivated to come back. So I hope that some people take initiative and do it because it's really working for us. So I appreciate you having me on, man. All right, brother. Take care, David. Have a great night, brother. Have a good night, man. Ryan J. Pitts from StrongerGrip.com. I'm known as the mad scientist of metal from all the metal creations I've made over the last 25 years. The World Arm Wrestling League Championship Hammers are one of those creations. I'm passionate about strength and metal. I'm a mad scientist on a mission to bring strength seekers high-quality, old-school crafted strength gear that will last a lifetime. In the Stronger Grip store, you'll find loads of grip gear, sledgehammers, clubs, and maces. Custom work can also be done. Check out Ryan J. Pitts on Facebook and also the Facebook Stronger Grip page. With Stronger Grip, there's no gimmicks, no bullshit, just handcrafted strength gear. Get the gear, do the work, StrongerGrip.com. Armed Alliance is committed to producing powerful arm wrestling apparel to athletes around the world. Our mission is to represent the arm wrestling community with unmatched design, unique style, and superior fit that will set you apart from the crowd. Our shirts 
made from next-generation cotton polyester, allows for maximum comfort and quality. We offer custom orders for hats, compression sleeves, team or individual shirts, and arm wrestling tables. Visit our site at www.armedallianceapparel.com and gear up today. Rep the movement. Armed Alliance for life. Welcome back, guys, and I want to thank David Owens for coming on the show. Really excited, you know, what they're doing up there in Tennessee, man. I think that's a, just a great, great way of, uh, you know, putting on a practice, promoting arm wrestling, and uh, it's awesome, man, awesome and exciting. Like I said earlier, we got some events coming up here in Florida. We got Anthony Loterio's Powerhouse Florida States this Saturday, going to be in North um 46th Street in Tampa. It's part of the Bay Renaissance Festival. And then just announced the WAL qualifier um, for Florida, Vito, Florida. It's going to be at Frogger's. Um, and uh, you know what it's all about, being seen on ESPN. All the top four guys go to the regional. So uh hope to see a lot of people out there pulling it off. And this Awesome. Triple A is going to be back at the uh, South Carolina Columbia Marriott again, July 29th and 30th. I'm so excited about this event, World Qualifier. So I'll uh, be training for that. Um, just, you know, prepping and, and, and getting ready. Hopefully, be healthy, uh, get this right arm back. Uh, just uh it's been a struggle man um it's been a few months uh on the uh reserve list but uh going to the orthopedic tomorrow and uh hopefully he can uh give me a, a better um better analogy than uh what my MRI says because uh it just uh can't figure out what's wrong but hopefully I'll figure it out in the next couple of days so uh getting old sucks <laughs> but just joking. But uh, and also, like I said, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. for all you Florida locals. One Central Florida, Channel Seven here in the Central Florida area. PBS, WFC. Uh, big shout out to those guys for coming out and uh, doing some filming. Um, looking forward to seeing how all that cinematography uh, came together. I'm sure it's going to be a awesome, awesome uh, little segment. And uh, whatever gets arm wrestling out there, man, especially on the local level. Just want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight for an ep- another exciting episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. We'll be back hopefully next week with another exciting show for you guys. Till then, I'm Craig Subelair, and I'm out of here. <laughs> listening to a broadcast of arm wrestling nation radio if you tuned in halfway through the show you can download the entire episode on itunes today just go to itunes and search arm wrestling nation radio visit us on facebook for updates photos and direct links to the show at awnr.us arm wrestling nation radio will put you over the top Come on.